reminds us that God makes our sins as white as snow. He, he cleanses us completely, doesn't he? Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, he took away all of our sins so that we are now clean and white and pure in God's holiness. That is good news, isn't it? Well, let's pray, and we're going to show you some things, all right? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray now that that word would work in our hearts and in our minds and that you would just speak to us through your word. I pray that that word would not just be another book, just other you know, words like any others that may come out of our mouth, that we realize that your word is powerful, it is effective, it is a living word, and it is sharp enough to penetrate between bone and marrow, soul and spirit, to bring life to the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before we get started here, I am going to show you a couple of things, because you see, I believe that God's word is powerful. It does. It works inside of us in ways that I don't even understand. Do you remember John the Baptist? When he was pregnant in his mother's womb, he was about six months along, or six months old in the, in the womb. And he met Mary and Jesus as Jesus was in the womb. And do you know that when those two babies inside the womb met, that John the Baptist leapt in the womb? There is a power in even the presence of the Word of God. Now remember, I said Jesus and the Word of God because Jesus is the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. So when we talk about the Word of God, it should remind you of Jesus. Because did you know that it was Jesus that created all things? Yeah, he created everything. It says that in John, that through him all things were made. Nothing was made without him. Because, do you remember how things were created? God spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. You see, Jesus is, we often, when we think of Jesus, we just think of him on the cross. We think of him rising from the dead, taking away our sins. But he's also our creator. That's good news. That is really good news because he, the Word of God, spoke things into existence. I have something here to illustrate the power of the Word of God for you, okay? Now, I have a gas here. It is called hydrogen. Now, I've got some soapy bubbles here as well. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to take this hydrogen and get a few bubbles going just like this. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen when I put this match to that? I think we're going to get some fire, don't you? Woo! Yeah, not bad, huh? Okay. Let's try this one more time. Now, let's... Oops. Those are going to be there for a while. I couldn't get my child safety lock off fast enough. Pretty cool, huh? You see, that's the problem is this is the way God's word is for some people. It's like, ooh, ah, and it's gone. They don't realize there's a power in the word because it's just like a quick, you know, excitement. Sometimes people go to church for that ooh, ah thing because we get to see our friends at church, right? You might be able to get to go, you know, sing some songs that you want to sing, but I want you to know going to church is much more than that. Reading our Bible, reading the Word of God is much more than that quick, ooh, ah. There's a lot more to it. It shouldn't be something that just is there and gone in a flash. I'll tell you what, 
Should we have Mr. Brown come up here? Should we, should we see if he can help me out? All right. Ron, would you step up here? Now, I need to ask Ron, do you trust me, Ron? <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Tell you what, why don't you stick your hand in this soapy water here, all right? <laughs> all right. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some of these bubbles in this hand. Or you can take your hand out now. And I'm going to just have you, after I get a bunch of them, just scoop them up in your hand like that, okay? Whoops. Let me get some. Whoops. Here, I'll wait till I get a bunch of them in here. There you go. Just like that. Now, oops, we lost them. Can we get some more? All right, now just hold your hand out flat. Now, what do you think would happen if I would do this? You think that might make him nervous? Good thing he doesn't have a lot of hair on his head because it could go up in smoke, huh? Isn't that something? Here, let's, let's have him do a little bit more now that he knows what's happening. We'll wait till they get in here. I'll tell you when here. Let me get rid of those little ones. All right, go ahead and grab all of those. Ready? Oops. We're having issues here. All right, grab those and hold your hand out flat. All right, here we go again. You see? Now, notice he's not even... My ring finger. Yeah, yeah. My wife's going to be upset. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is I'll do one more big one here for you, and I'll just do it, and I'm going to have you here because I'm going to have you help me one more time in a second. Just to show you, if I can make sure in case it doesn't want to go up there. Okay. Again, it's a quick flash, but you see, I'm going to do another gas in here. Now, this time we're going to put a little oxygen in with the hydrogen. Now, this time when I put the fire to it, you're going to want to plug your ears, okay? So I have brought some museum headphones to help me, and I'll give Ron some time to plug his ears. But what I need you to do, Ron, is you're going to need to just push this in for me while I... Yeah. Actually, just hold it in there, and it should be good when I tell you. All right. Go ahead and stick it down, and are there bubbles coming? All right. No, I think it's going to come. All right, we'll stop that. Okay, now if I've got the mixture right, go ahead and you can just let that go, and we'll see if it'll... No, oh, it isn't going to stay in. Now, everybody's going to want to plug their ears. We'll see if the mixture is right. One, two. Wow, huh? Thank you, you can have a seat. Should I do one more here? Okay. Now, You see, that is the power of God, you see. All we did is we put a little bit of oxygen in there. Sometimes people go to church because they want to, ooh, ow, they want to, they want to see, you know, the really good music up front. They want to see a pastor that's all oh, really dynamic and that can keep your attention. 
But you see, guys, that's not where the power is at. The power isn't in the entertaining value or maybe the coffee shop or whatever you have. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a coffee shop. What I'm saying is that's not where the power is. You see, the ooh-ah is one thing. But when we put this in, that's the power of God's Word. It didn't take many bubbles to get a pretty big boom there, did it? Yeah, and we could even do a bigger one, but I kind of like to keep your eardrums, right? Yeah, it doesn't take much. And that is what God's Word is like for us. He is powerful. And it was through that spoken Word that everything was created. Yet we hear evolution, and these people who don't believe in God, they're telling you that creation happened by a big bang. Not that kind of... They're saying, yeah, there was something really tiny that blew up and everything in the universe, even you, came from that. Now that sounds silly to me. Well, it is. See, God didn't create with the Big Bang. He created with His spoken word. Let me show you some things. Now, I've talked to some of you about these amazing animals before, but I want to talk about some amazing animals. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I was wondering why it wasn't. I was thinking I had a lapel on. I forgot. There we go. Much better. You see, let me talk to you about these amazing animals. Some of you maybe have seen some of them, but do you know the Bible says this in Job 12, that you can go and ask the birds, the beasts of the air, all of these things, and they can tell you God made them? Yeah, God made them. Yet, I can go to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, I can go to UNL, and I see these people who have professors, you know, PhDs, and they can't tell me where they came from. Isn't that sad? If the dumb animals can tell us, how come these PhDs can't tell us? Well, because they don't have that power of the Word of God in them to understand truth. You see, even a dumb bird like this can tell you God made him. Nighttime. So if he knows, don't you think we ought to be able to know? Well, what does it mean that we can go to the animals and they can tell us God created them? Well, let me explain to you what it means. We can look at things like the woodpecker here. Now, the woodpecker is a pretty amazing animal because do you know it hits a tree so hard it's a thousand times the force of gravity? Yeah, that's really hard. It is so hard that God had to create shock absorbers in its head. If it didn't do that, can you imagine the headache it would get? I mean, my goodness. Imagine, I'd like to see you bang your head against a tree without needing some aspirin, right? And cutting your head open. Yeah, I don't want to see that. <laughs> but you see, they do that. God created it. Not only that, but it pecks the tree. It has to close its eyes before it pecks the tree. It aims where it's going to peck, closes its eyes, pecks the tree, backs up, open, close, peck, back, open, close, peck, back, open. <laughs> that fast. I can't even open and close my eyes that fast. Well, do you know that they discovered the reason it does that is because those eyelids are like seat belts. If it didn't close its eyes and it hit the tree, the eyeball would boing right out of its head. 
come on, how could it figure out over long periods of time of evolution how to do that? Do you suppose one day the bird went, oh, I can't see, I can't see. No, not at all. You see, this is God's design. You can look at this animal and you can see this isn't an accident. That's a design that God put in there. Not only that, but when you go through the museum, you're going to be able to see a woodpecker skull just before you exit. And look for the tongue, because do you know the woodpecker beak is only about this long? But the tongue is that long? Where are you going to put a tongue that long and a beak this short? Well, I suppose that it was, uh, you know, getting hungry, because you see it uses this tongue to get bugs. When it pokes a hole into the tree, the tongue has to go way down into the hole, stick to the bug, come back and mm, eat it. Do you suppose after a long time that it was getting hungry so that it stuck its tongue out on a log, stepped on it, and pulled? Yeah, now I got a long tongue. Now I can get my bug. But what do I do with it? I have no place to play anymore. And now when I fly, it beats me up. I know, maybe I can swallow it. No. You see, God had to create it in a unique way. And you know what it does? It does swallow its tongue. It goes down its throat. Then it comes up over top of its head between the skin and the skull bone. Then it comes out its nostril, out its mouth. Yeah. When you go in the museum, you look for that woodpecker tongue because it is amazing. That is not an accident. That is a creation and design of our God. There's other birds like the lyre bird. Look at him. He also, in his attempt to outsend his rivals, incorporates other sounds that he hears in the forest. That was a tenor. And again. And now a camera with a motor drive. Why? Why does this thing need to evolve the ability to imitate a chainsaw? See some handsome logger someday? Hey, vroom, vroom. No. You see, I think I know why. Because God loves you so much. You see, he knew there would be a group of kids looking at this going, wow, that's amazing. You see, this is a reflection of the creator who made it, isn't it? Now, if I was God, I'd have made the chipmunk do this. But he doesn't do it because he didn't ask me. Anyway. How about this, boys and girls? Look at this seal. 
That seal is sitting on the water here on this big chunk of ice. Now, to a killer whale, the orca whales, that's like a candy bar. Soft and chewy on the outside, crunchy on the inside. They love these things. And so they'd love this snack. There are six killer whales working side by side trying to get that candy bar into the water. Now, what they're going to do, you'll be able to see killer whales have these little white uh, spots on them. So this is how we know there are six of them because you can see those white spots there. They dive down just before they get to the ice so that their tail creates a wave. That wave then knocks the candy bar into the water and lunch is served. Oh, I know some of you are, oh, see the poor seal, swim, seal, swim, right? Well, boys and girls, I want you to know something. It's okay. You know why it's okay? Because it's a dumb animal. Yeah. Now, some of you are saying, don't call animals dumb. Well, I'm doing that on purpose because I want you to understand something. When you compare an animal to what I'm looking at here in the amazing creation of God's humankind, it is dumb. Now, I love animals. I've had all kinds of animals. We've had monkeys and owls and raccoons and alligators. You name it. We've had it just about. We, I love animals. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy animals. What I'm saying is we're living in a weird world. We're living in a world that is trying to tell you that you're just an animal. And animals are kind of like people. No, they're not. And no, you're not. You are loved by God and a special creation. Do you know that the animals were made for you? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Who killed the first animal? God did. That's right. Do you remember Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? They disobeyed God. And when they disobeyed God... Bad things happened. Sin came into the world, therefore death, disease, suffering. Yeah. And so God had to take an animal, and he had to kill it. And he took the, the hide, the, the fur, whatever it was of that animal, to cover man's sinfulness. You know, Ken Ham used to say years ago, and I agree, there's a good chance it was a lamb that was killed. To foreshadow, 4,000 years later, the Lamb of God that would shed His blood to cover our sinfulness today. It's amazing. But you see, I want you to understand other things about animals and why it's okay. Do you know that scientific studies have been done and show that animals do not feel pain to the extent we feel pain? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, not even close. Well, I, you know, I grew up on a farm. We used to have cattle, and we used to brand cattle. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen what you do when you brand cows. You take this red-hot iron, and you stick it in a fire. I mean, it gets red-hot. And then you've got this cow in a chute, and it's kind of tied up in there, and, and you stick this red-hot iron on its rear end. And, I mean, flames are coming up, and it's smoking, and it stinks. And, it's like, and there are many times we'd have a big old bull in there, and that bull would go... You stick a hot iron on my rear end, I'm going to be going <laughs> for three weeks. Yeah, now, granted, sometimes we'd have calves in there and whatnot, and, and they would, they'd be in there, you know, whatever. But then as soon as you're done, you let it out, and you know what it does? It just goes to eat. 
Again, you stick a hot iron on my rear end and you let me out, you're going to say, here, you would like a candy bar? I'm like, no, I don't want a candy bar. It hurts. They don't feel pain to the extent human beings feel pain. Another big difference is this, boys and girls. Do you see animals doing things like this? Yeah. You see, animals don't have a conscience. What's a conscience? Well, that's what God has put in us, knowledge of right and wrong. Do your mom and dad have to tell you, hey, don't murder your sister. Don't kill your brother. Right? They don't need to tell you that because do you know what? Deep down inside in your spirit, you know right from wrong. You know it's wrong to take someone's life. You didn't need to be told because it's in your conscience, your spirit. You see, boys and girls, animals do not have spirits. You do. You have a spirit because God has placed it in you right from creation. When he made you, he put a spirit in you. Animals don't have it. You see, the world is out there telling you you're an animal. No, you're not. You're special. You're loved by God, and we're going to talk more about that. But you see, animals, they operate on something called instinct, and the Bible talks about that. They just do because they do without thinking about it, without reasoning. You see, it says ungodly people, it says what things they do understand by instinct, like unreasoning animals... See, you reason, you think, you process things. You've got amazing capabilities that animals don't have, as you'll see here in a few moments. How about this? What animal can do something like this? None of them. You see, these look like lines on a wall, but they're more than that. If you stand in the right spot, it makes a perfect cube. There isn't an animal in the world that can do this because, you see, this takes artistic reason. It takes a spiritual nature, something animals don't have, but humans do, a spiritual nature. There are all kinds of things here. Um, how How about the peacock? Why does the peacock have such a beautiful tail? Yes. Ah, you've heard that. To attract a mate, it goes, Hey, girls. What are you doing Friday night, huh? You know, you're taught that because there was a guy named Charles Darwin who put that in his book, Origin of Species. He's the guy that came up with the idea of evolution for the most part. Because he said it. It's in our textbooks today, but do you know it's not true? 268 mating peacocks were studied in Tokyo, Japan, and they discovered that the female doesn't care about the male's tail. It's a lie. That's not why they have a beautiful tail. I think I can tell you why they have a beautiful tail. Imagine if I came in here and I had a picture for you, and I said, how do you like my picture? And you said, what is it? I said, it's a cow. 
And you said, is it upside down? No. Which side's the head? Right there. What would that say about me as an artist? Yeah, not very good, right? Yeah. Well, imagine for a moment that God's creation didn't look very good. It wasn't very well put together. It didn't function well. What would that say about the person who made it? Not very good. But instead, what we see when we look at God's creation is this. Wow! That's amazing! You know what that tells me about the person who made it? Wow! He's amazing! Right? Yeah. And boys and girls, that's what we see in God's creation. Things are wonderful and beautiful, and even things that aren't what you would think beautiful are so amazing when you look at them. In the museum, you're going to see under a microscope, we can show you a fly, and it is so amazing. You might think it's ugly, but when you look at it under a microscope, it's like, man, that's incredible. You're going to, you can look at a peacock feather under the microscope. We see that God is an amazing God. Not only does he love you, but he is amazing. He's powerful, and so I think you can trust him to take care of you. I think if birds could hear, you know, the peacocks or whatever could hear what we were saying about them, this is what they'd say right here. If I can get this to turn. Oop, there it went. They'd be laughing at us, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, I think God is just looking down smiling at us, don't you? Yeah. You see, guys, this is what the human spirit can do. God has put in us a spiritual nature, so... Do you know, some of you might have, you know, some artistic ability. Some of you might be more gifted in music. Some of you might be more gifted in athletic ability. Some of you, you know, could be maybe really good with an engineer mind, like you can do math really well. God has given each and every one of you a gift that he wants you to use for his glory. Yeah, not for you just to use it. If you're going to play basketball, you shouldn't play basketball for you. You know, you're supposed to be using those talents for God, to lift Him up. If you're going to do math, don't do it for you. Do it for God and His glory, to be able to serve the kingdom of God. That's what He wants you to do. And there are all kinds of things that we can show you that the spiritual nature, but no animal can do any of these things, can they? No, because it takes a spiritual nature. That's just chalk on a sidewalk. It's called 3D chalk art. So amazing. I'm about out of time, so I want to get to a couple other things here. Uh, you know, birds are amazing, like the, the uh, ostrich. Now, they don't carry their bury their head in the ground. They carry their head low to the ground so they develop that reputation. They've got two toes on each feet, but do you know that with one kick they can kill a lion? They're that powerful? Then you've got small birds like this too, like the hummingbird. The hummingbird can move in any direction, forward, backward, left, right, diagonal, you name it. Do you know that it can fly better than anything we've seen, anything we've been able to make? Look at this. I have a little airplane here. I'm going to take this thing uh, and tell you how it came about. We, we found this out in the woods. Um, 
It's apparently about a thousand years old. What happened is over millions of years, uh, this piece of styrofoam, people stepped on it and chipmunks nibbled on it and it blew around and it got all weathered and, and all of that. And it just so happened that after a thousand years, it looks just like an airplane. Okay? And it just so happens that every time I throw the airplane up, it comes right back to me. Yeah. It is amazing what nature and just accidents, chance processes can produce, isn't it? Now, are any of you believing that this came about by chance, by accidents of chipmunks chewing on it and everything? None of you believe that, right? Well, boys and girls, if this can't come about by an accident, please tell me how that could be an accident. When that is so much more complex and amazing than this, yet these evolutionists are saying, that's an accident, but we know somebody made this. No. If we know somebody made this, then certainly somebody had to make something even more complex. You might see tools that maybe some of your grandmas and grandpas use, or maybe some of your mom and dads even, that pick things up off of the ground and you squeeze it and something at the end closes and you can grab cans off the shelf. We know that somebody made that tool, but yet the evolutionists are trying to tell you that the thing that controls the tool is just an accident. No. If we know that tool was made, certainly my hand had to be made too. Well... Do you know that hummingbirds are thieves? They've been known to steal spider webs to hold the nest into the tree, to hold the egg into the nest. They've even been known to hang a pebble as a counterweight from the nest. Amazing. Okay, well, some are thieves, others are dancers. Why would it need to evolve the ability to do the moonwalk, huh? Only one reason. It didn't evolve. God created it so that you'd look at that and go, wow, God is amazing. Let me show you one more difference between a man and an animal right here before we close. Watch this commercial. One minute. One minute, please. going to be hard to fail a man who you don't know who to fail, right? Now, I wouldn't recommend doing that, but it tells us one more thing about the spiritual nature of the humankind. It's a fallen nature. 
It's a fallen nature. Remember I said when Adam and Eve sinned, that sin was passed on to all of us. So all of you, myself included, we all sin. We've broken God's commands and we will continue to break God's commands. And because of that, we all deserve to die because the wages of sin is death. But you know something? God made and provided a way so that we don't have to die eternally. He sent His Son Jesus in our place to die on that cross, to take away the sins of the world. You know what? He did that for you, not for the animals. He sent His Son to die for you, not the animals. And so boys and girls, next time you hear that animals are like people and you're like animals, don't believe that lie. You need to go to the Word of God, the powerful Word of God, and you believe those promises that God made you special, He loves you, and He provided a way to take the punishment of sin so that you don't have to go to hell. We get to live with Jesus forever and ever and ever and ever because He took away our sins. Now that's good news. Aren't you glad you're not an animal? Yeah, me too. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. Not just to create this world for us, but to send your Son to die on that cross for us. I pray that as we go out and we see the snow, we be reminded of that pureness that you have given us. I pray that as we see trees and birds and animals of all sorts, that we would be reminded of what an amazing creator you are. How powerful that we would be able to trust those promises in your word. I pray that you would also move us to read and study the Bible more so that that power we saw at the beginning, it, your word is even more powerful than that. And we know that that word, that power is in us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. All right, God bless parents. We have some books that you can look at. Just see me if you need to get anything. There's a DVD of this too if, you, if it's something that you're interested in.